what to expect at ISMG's Chicago Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit, and the original internet godfather talks cryptocurrency scams. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. Next week is ISMG's fifth annual Chicago Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit. I spoke to Tom Field, our Senior Vice President of Editorial, about what to expect at the show. So Tom, you've been to several of these events. What is new for this year? Oh, you're right. This is the fifth annual since we started doing this back in 2013. I think what's new this year is we've got some new topics I'm excited about, some new speakers, and we're trying some new things with format as well to make the event a little more engaging and to set it apart from all the other security events that are out there that people have got the opportunity to choose from. Tell me about some of the hot topics you think we're going to be discussing. Yeah, I'm really excited. When you look at the agenda that we have over the course of the two days, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, one, is we've got the CISO of Ruby, the company that owns Ashley Madison. He's going to bring us inside the Ashley Madison breach and what he and his team have done to recover since that breach. We also have got a session on data integrity, and this is something we're hearing a lot more about in the event of breaches, not just data being stolen and, say, sold on the dark web, but data being changed. Fake data, if you'll allow me to use that term. Great topic and glad we're going to be talking about it. We also got a session on new account fraud, which, as you know, is one of the biggest issues for financial services organizations. And we have our ever popular session on the insider threat, taking a look at how to stand up an insider program within your own organization. Those are some of the ones I'm most excited about. From my standpoint, and this is a good segue into a a section later on in uh, our security report, is the ever popular Brett Johnson, who um, is quite a star in the cybersecurity world, being from the dark side and has now uh, moved to the light. So that should be pretty interesting as well. I agree with you, Nick. I'm excited about Brett Johnson as well. As you know, he's the, uh, I keep forgetting, I want to call him the godfather of soul. I believe they call him the godfather of internet crime. And he debuted on our stage in Dallas a month or so ago and was just spellbinding in telling his stories about what he did when he was on the dark side and how he was behind a lot of the crimes in crime groups that we have seen over the years. But particularly exciting, he's going to do a keynote for us on day one. But on day two, he's going to come back, take the stage with a former FBI agent, and they're going to do a back and forth that we're calling the felon and the Fed, where Brett talks about some of the crimes that he's committed, and Aaron Sherman, the former FBI agent, talks about the ways that the feds have countered and investigated some of those. Uh, This is new territory for us. We haven't done this. I don't know how it's going to go, but very much looking forward to this. I was going to say, that should be fascinating. I'd quite like to have James Brown as the walk-on theme for that then. (laughs) Um, And, you know, some other things I want to highlight for speakers. One of the things we're trying to do more this year than we have in years past is bring in local leaders to talk to their peers. So among them this year, Brent Marr from Johnson Financial and Carlos Perro of Zurich Insurance 
we'll be up talking about things such as email threats and application security and, and threats to web apps. So excited to highlight some of these locals as well as some of the people that are, are coming to us from elsewhere in the U.S. and beyond. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. So what, what advice would you give to attendees? You know, I think that the real benefit of our events, we call them summits for a reason. You have the opportunity to go there and engage in a dialogue. You know, we've got a good number of sponsors at this event, as well as the speakers and the other attendees. This event isn't so big that you're going to get lost in a crowd. You've got an opportunity to go up and talk with the speakers as they come off stage, to go and follow up with the sponsors at their tables, to have discussions over lunches and during the breaks. You've really got the opportunity to be a part of the dialogue here, and there's no reason not to and no excuse not to attend the event and go home with some new ideas about how you can approach security or fraud prevention at your own organization. I, I totally agree. I think, I mean, the, the ones that I've been to, it's, it's a fantastic size event in terms of getting to really have in-depth conversations with your peers uh, who are on the sharp end of security. Final words for me on this. If folks have registered for the event already, excellent. Look forward to seeing you there. If you're on the fence, I'm going to urge you to go over that fence and register now. This is a terrific event to kick off the summer. Always love being in Chicago, and I think we've got a unique agenda and some speakers put together here for you. So really look forward to seeing folks next week in Chicago. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. In an attack uncovered by Symantec this week, hackers hit satellite operators and telecoms. Here's ISMG's Managing Editor of Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, to tell us more. Symantec says it's uncovered a cyber espionage campaign that is focused on three telecoms operators in Southeast Asia, a defense contractor, and a satellite communications operator. Some targets are also in the U.S. The company says the THRIP group appears to highly target its victims and may be putting in place footholds for more harmful attacks. The security company has tracked THRIP since 2013. The latest attacks came from three computers in China. Experts often caution, however, that the origin of attacks isn't a reliable indicator when it comes to attribution. Hackers intentionally stage attacks in places far from where they're actually located. THRIP triggered Symantec's attention again in January. The company noticed it was using a legitimate Microsoft management tool called PSExec to move to other computers within a telecoms operator in Southeast Asia. Thrip had previously relied on creating customized malware. PSExec is a replacement for Telnet that allows administrators to remotely connect to other systems. Attackers have increasingly sought to use legitimate tools on an already compromised system in an effort to go unnoticed. The technique is often referred to as living off the land. Semantic says the attackers hope to blend in on the victim's network and hide their activity in a sea of legitimate processes. Also, their activity with legitimate tools makes it harder for forensic analysts to distinguish their moves from other hacking groups. The legitimate tools that Thrip leverages includes PowerShell, WinSCP, LogMeIn, and Mimikatz, which is a penetration testing tool that can be used to recover passwords from Windows systems. Thrip showed particular interest in one satellite operator's computers that are used to monitor and control satellites. Semantic theorizes that Thrip's motives go beyond spying and may also include disruption. The group also focused on those types of systems for another organization involved in geospatial imaging and mapping. Thrip showed interest in computers running MapExtreme GIS software, Google Earth Server, and Garmin imaging software.
For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. Finally, this week, I got to interview Brett Johnson, America's former most wanted cyber criminal and keynote speaker at next week's ISMG Fraud and Data Breach Summit. Here's an excerpt from that interview where Brett discusses whether Know Your Customer, or KYC, and anti-money laundering, or AML, regulation, would help legitimize cryptocurrency exchanges and prevent crime. I think it will normalize. I think that for, for the general populace, it's great. The problem is, is that there was a recent study that shows that 51% of every single Bitcoin transaction is illegal. It has some sort of illegal turn or twist to it. So when you when you start talking about KYC with exchanges, the only thing that's going to happen is, is you're going to see crooks that are not signing up with those exchanges or they're using someone's stolen information to sign on and act like someone else for those exchanges. Uh, that's what's going to happen. That's what's historically happened throughout all this process with uh, with stolen information and identities and everything else. It's uh, one of the things I used to teach when I ran Shadow Crew. I taught uh, we were we were a teaching forum. A lot of it was, and uh, we taught people that all crime should begin with identity theft. So when you're talking about KYC, especially in the United States, where everything is knowledge based authentication questions, if you've got enough information on someone, you can sign up for an account and you look exactly like that person. And that's, that's the way that most of this crime happens. That's this week's ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.